We are traveling far and wide as space and time continuum. Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Flobo Boys, and this is Commander's Log, the unofficial Star Trek Pro Show. We are on the USS Post Show, hurtling through the future, but I'm not alone. This guy will be riding with me all season long to break down the best parts about Star Trek Discovery and the Star Trek lore because he's an expert. Longtime fan, get up for Commander John Weber. How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me, Flo. How's the, how's the intro? Is the intro okay? The intro is amazing. <laughs> amazing. May I suggest, if you ever want to use me as your Hank Kingsley slash uh, Ed McMahon, ah, available. You are you, correct, sir. If you want to be the star who gets introduced, other than being the guy who's just running stuff. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you, 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 can you, can, you can make it happen. <laughs> you know, I want to give a shout out to everyone watching live on Facebook and YouTube and on Twitch. And if you're on Twitch, please hit the like and subscribe. Star Trek Discovery was my introduction to Star Trek. I am still a newbie when it comes to Star Trek lore. I do have some seasons of, of TNG and DS9 and Lower Decks uh, to my, uh, my credit. Stuff. It totally came in handy because I know what an Orion is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. But, but, but you are a lifelong fan. Is that true? That is true. I mean, I started watching when I was a really little kid in the seventies, exactly. so that's how old I am. I'm a very old man, but uh, yeah, that was our treat. We would watch that show and then go to bed right after. So for like a year there, I watched the original Trek about you know six seven years after it originally aired. I think. Yeah, and do you have a favorite? This is top of the. Top favorite captain, favorite series at all? Oh, oh well, you know, um, a lot of times it will change. Uh, I I am a big Cisco fan. Uh, I just love what uh, he brought to the the role. Just all his tension and this sort of like theatrical solidness. But of course, I was a huge Picard fan. Okay, just one of the greats. Uh, I, I love them all. I got to say, although based on what I've seen so far. Um, Captain Pike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Anson Pike, Mount, uh, it, nailing it. Uh, Strange New Worlds is gonna be. We should do that show later. But this is about Star Trek Discovery, man. Uh, episode one of season three. Uh, the hope is you part one, a two part episode. This episode was a big one at fifty three minutes. Hey, give me more Star Trek. I'm fine with that. Now, before we slice and dice and talk about everything nice, I want your overall thoughts, man. I mean, it's been a long time. We went through a pandemic. To see this edition of Star Trek Discovery, just what you're feeling over going? Yeah, in. well, uh, you know it's interesting because um, I think when we started, when we and my family got uh, CBS All Access, it was um, right after the second season had debuted, and so we watched it at our own pace. And we weren't going episode by episode, which now, of course, we're doing. And uh, this hard. It's hard not to be able to binge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? Every, and, every Thursday night or Friday morning or Thursday morning or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, you know, you're so much better than me because I watched mine this afternoon, just like a couple <laughs> hours ago, which was so funny because I'm like, I can't believe I finally have homework I want, which is watch <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. And I'm still finding things to do before I sit down and watch it. But I did watch it. And oh, my gosh, just overall. Yeah. What, what an incredibly emotional show. Yeah, I won't. I won't lie to you. I was crying by the end. I just these tears coming down. I'm like, well, who are you? What are you doing? And here's here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest about my fears going into season three. I was so worried 
that this was going to be like, and I don't mean to be mean. I know a lot of people love it. You be me, John Weber. <laughs> Star Trek Voyager, which pretty much said, okay, here's a whole different way of looking at a ship. Here's half the crew is traditional uh, Federation. Half the crew is Maquis. So they're like, you know, rebels in a way. And now they're in a whole new place. Delta yeah. Quadrant, right? Yeah. They're in a I'm get, I got there. Uh, I may have to look that up. Delta. I, I think don't, does I think. it. Sounds, it sounds, it sounds legit to me. <laughs> and and they're flying through, and every ship that shoots at them can like blow holes in their ship, and they're low on energy. And it was basically like, what if Star Trek was poor? <laughs> the hood. That's Star Trek. I love it. What if they were broke? Yeah. And, and hey, I you know as we've discussed previously, uh, I was on the original version of Homeboys in Outer Space. I know how that show goes. And uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, I was so afraid that we were going to be in this place of, of not having what we love about Star Trek. And what I love about Star Trek is I love the Federation. Yeah. Uh, I love going out there. I love the, the, I love the space. I love the exploration. I also love the sort of politics behind it and kind of the anthropological stuff that they do, the mysteries they would solve. I, I didn't want to be instantly taken out of that into a dystopian future. And I knew that was coming up because the picture that they were using for their ad shows them all wearing dark clothing. Right. And they're wearing like those Benedict Cumberbatch uh, con jackets. They're wearing those right. long, God, yeah. they're all dressed in dark colors. And yeah, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew it was going to happen. And here we were. She goes to the future. Yeah. And it's it's all different. 930 years in the future, it's all different. I uh, just want to real quick, we'll thank everyone on here on Twitter just interacting with us. Uh, Jake Giles, Grant, uh, Saint Sleep, uh, James Lott Jr. Uh, thank you so oh, much yeah. for being on the on the inaugural episode of Commander's Log. Let me know what you think about the show. And if you want to see more of us, more of us talking about Star Trek Discovery. But you know what? Overall thoughts for me, man, like I was worried. Because again, I'm a new I'm a new fan to Star Trek. Discovery is what opened me up to this whole thing. I'm right. actually uh, I don't know if you can tell I'm actually a Green Lantern fan. Uh, you can tell oh, my, uh, Green my, Lantern! This my custom pop. Shout out to, to the House of Mac. And so, a lot of things about the Green Lantern mythos I do like about Star Trek. The the, the Federation, Starfleet, for like the Guardians of the Universe, yeah, and yeah. the politics, the sectors, and and policing those sectors. So the yeah. first season to me was like. It blew my mind. And and the second season, I felt like there was a little bit of fan service there to put the tendrils between what was considered canon before and what's right. canon now. And right. so I was too afraid about this. I was like, man, I don't want this to be like, uh, okay, take down the view screens. We're in the future now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, not only was I impressed, I thought it was so smart to not reunite the crew with Michael Burnham so far. Have this one hour of being like, what does the UR looks like? It isn't night and day. There's some progression, right. some good things, but there's right. like, what's the burn? How how is yeah. the Gordon involved? Wait, the Orions, the Andorians are together. So many yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. And what was really great, just from a TV standpoint, was okay. So this is season three. Traditionally in Star Trek, as we get to like season three, we start to break down into following crew members a, a bit. That's kind of the old way of doing it, you know? Right. This is the episode about Riker's father. This is the episode about Worf's father. This is, the, well, it's mostly about fathers. That's just next generation. It's 1990s. They're just trying to work through all their father crap. I get it. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> a 
was great about this episode is you've got Burnham on her own, and we have seen her on her own a bit, and that's a great thing about this character. She's very independent, and she's really just – she's not a captain. She's a fighter, you know? Right. She she doesn't sit on a chair and make decisions as much as she's up, uh, you know, with her, with her fists up, ready to fight. I love that about this character. Yeah. What I also love was uh, – and, I, you know, I'm still learning the names of the actors. Sonequa Martin-Green well, did some – she did some acting in this one, yeah. man. Yeah. She was upset. She was injured. She was deceptive. At one point, they give her that drug to make her talk, and she's yeah. high as a kite. She turned to Will Smith. It was dope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Larry. This is what happened. <laughs> it was great, man. It was awesome. It was so great. And that's that's actually what you want to do when you write for TV. I have never written for that kind of TV in my life. But yeah. when you write for TV like that, you want to give people a chance to play a range. And since she's the only Star Trek character that we have on this. We're meeting new people, obviously, but um, they gave a range, and I love that. They really did a great job making it personal yeah, and putting the humanity in it, which is Star Trek. True. Yeah, it, it is funny how uh, this whole season, this episode, is all about hope, right? A lot of yeah. uh, long-term fans have told me that they don't like Discovery because there's no optimism, but like the whole thing is... Hope has slapped you in the face like Molly, that, that translucent slug. Uh, I, there's a moment I, about, about humanity of Merkel Burnham when she is just trying to piece together what happened. I was yeah. on the trail uh, behind Book, which we'll get to in a minute later. And there's yeah. a point where she tries to cry, and the Vulcan side is like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You got to not do that, girlfriend. And I thought right. that was such an awesome character moment. Uh, for, yeah. for Burnham, because I always wondered in season two, and meeting Spock, and he was actually a Vulcan, she showed more of a human side. Will she go back to her Vulcan training? And so I wondered that about that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's not important, you know. I mean, like she understands at this point um, that she needs to rebuild everything. She feels the weight. She does not have contact with her family. But still, you know, like, I, honestly, I felt like this was the most emotional episode. And we've yeah. had crazy emotional episodes. But True. because this was so much the woman who was raised by Vulcans, who has the, the sense of science and logic, but still is just a raw, stripped down person in this bleak future. And that really turned out to be more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, just jumping ahead a bit, uh, your thoughts uh, about Adi Atisahi, because it starts with him almost, you know, getting up every morning, like this that holographic bird, which really tripped me out for a second. Like, I yeah, it was a real bird wasn't that second. awesome? It, it was, but like, th this thing about this, this idea that Star Starfleet is, is gone for what we know. Yeah. Yeah. And and you have this this guy who's just who's guarding the empty watchtower every day, right. you know, right. looking fresh to death, just sitting there at a desk, just waiting. Like, right. I, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't win a line to vote. I mailed my ballot in. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy waited 40 <laughs> years for someone to show up. That's, that's, that's crazy. You know that's what it crazy. reminded me of? I don't know if we've ever talked about this in terms of. Did you ever watch the show Lost? Oh, the first two seasons, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh well, I think you missed the one that starts exactly like that. Dude wakes up, you know, puts on a record. 
goes yes. about his day, presses some buttons, goes to bed, wakes up, puts on a record. It, it reminded me so much of uh, when we meet, I think it's Dominant? No, it's the dude's name. But anyway, there's a guy in Lost who's inside this vault that they've been yeah. trying to get into. And, uh, and we see that same thing. I thought that was so funny that they were so similar. Yeah. How long do you would you go before you're like, oh, I'm gonna get a job at Enterprise? Like, or oh, is there uh, Starbucks in space? Like, <laughs> have, you, have you seen my office? Like, I can't focus on anything. I, yeah. I do love that he has that Wakanda technology though that makes yeah. the bed go away and then builds the desk. And... Yeah, it's all vibranium. There's not the lithium in the future, but it's definitely vibranium. This <laughs> there was, there was, we crawl the trees, man. <laughs> Dude, there is a lot of Wakanda in the future, and I'm cool with that. I love. Oh Wakanda. yeah, even the, even the view screens too had a little bit of Wakanda vibe to them. But before we get to that, I just want to say thank you so much for checking out Commander's Log. It's the first one in the Argo Voyage, brought to you by the people over at Geek Renaissance. Geek Renaissance has dope things for holidays for even yourself. You want to get yourself fresh suited and booty with a little bit of nerd culture? Check out Geek Renaissance on Instagram. Get yourself something. Say Flopito sent you and say it's all good stuff. Shout out to those people at Geek Renaissance making this show possible. Now, the other side of thing, what's up, John? Oh, I was about to say Christmas is coming up. You want to get over there, check out some of those gifts. I mean, you know how the mail can be. You want to start ordering now. Oh, yeah, man. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, Yuletide, <laughs> Winter Solstice. <laughs> I got you. you know, we, man. Yeah, maybe I should just go gift-giving season. <laughs> super PC, like, gift-giving season is coming up. I mean, we and, just had Prime Day yesterday, so it's only a matter of time dude, before the whole year. It's all. <laughs> dude, what a, what a waste that was, too, man. I couldn't find anything good. I, I fell for it. I bought so much Did you stuff. get a couple yeah, things? I'm, th I'm thinking about building a second studio in my, my apartment because I can't oh. be here all the time. So I'm like, what can I do that's very cheap and like really cool and effective? So I want all the electronics. I kept them in business. It was me, Jeff Bezos. It was me. Uh <laughs> you owe Flobo, Bezos. <laughs> He's like, Send him a Who? drone, for goodness sake. Who's that? Uh, let's, let's talk about our other character we were introduced today, uh, Cleveland Booker. Book, as we yes. call him. A man about a mission. What about shifting alliances a bit, right? You didn't know if he was good or bad or whatever. A man with his own agenda. It looks like he's going to be a little bit of a love interest later on, as part of the previews, the end of this episode. But the thoughts about him as a character as a whole here in the first episode. You know, it was interesting because, yeah, he did seem, okay, I'm going to be... I'm possibly a total asshole about this. Oh, wait, possibly a total? What, what is that even? How perhaps maybe quasi. Okay. <laughs> Here's the problem. Uh, when he was being mean, yeah. I kept expecting him to turn around to her and go, welcome to the Caribbean, love. Oh, Because okay. I was getting Jack Sparrow up and down from him. Yeah, pirate, all on his own, you know, just uh, just so a, why is the um, rum gone? Yeah, <laughs> I was getting all of these vibes, these storytelling vibes of you know this guy's a rogue. Of course, we find out that that's not a hundred percent true. That true. that's only the surface, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I like the actor a great deal. Uh, kind of show took off his shirt in the first episode, gave me a bit of a oh. complex. Dude, I don't know how you, I feel about that. You can't Will may even heard. <laughs> David, uh, is that? Do I say the J? Ajala. Okay, I, David. I I'll have to look that up. But um, what's really cool 
is um, I saw one of these making of clips, and apparently he was in um, he was in a play in London, RSC Royal Shakespeare Company, with Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart said, "Oh, by all means, you must go and be part of the Trek universe." And uh, you know, that was cool. you, you don't get a better recommendation than that. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly. So, I mean, it, um, it's, it's wondering though, like going for it because you know, Sir Patrick Stewart said, "Yes, I have to be there." But. <laughs> well, I, you know, seriously, we've come so far in pop culture. When I was a kid, uh, if you watched Star Trek, and granted, this seventies, eighties, you were a nerd, you were smelly, no one liked you, you were a joke. Um, you know, it's all true I, now, but now it's cool. But <laughs> I mean, really. Really cool people also feel that way. <laughs> yeah. So, like the nerds and the cool people have finally come together. But, and you know, I consider myself a really cool nerd. Yeah, hell yeah. So you that's where right. I. It's that Mick Foley thing where he's like, "I realize I'm never going to be cool," and that's pretty cool. It's true. I've only became popular in high school when I stopped becoming trying to be popular. And it was kind of like, who's that guy who doesn't care what we think about him? <laughs> Let's like him. <laughs> it was the most weirdest thing on the planet. You know, too cool for school, quite literally. Uh, when, but no, I, I agree with you, man. Yeah, when you're entertaining, you can you can do these things. You could be into this stuff. I don't feel any sort of uh, negativity about being a fan anymore. And it's stuff like this. It's a show like this. Good actors. Really good actors. Yeah. Uh, good TV. You don't have to love sci-fi to love this show. Although I, I can't imagine you wouldn't. Well, that's that's a lot of and it comes out of it comes from from Cleveland Booker because on his journey, well, we know that he's trying to like protect uh, uh, Molly before she's captured or whatever. But on his journey, yeah. there is there is action, there is suspense, there's obviously a bunch of science fiction, and there is the inklings, the seedlings for romance now this is definitely michael burnham's story she's in this new world but cleveland is kind of like the through line he is like the here's a spine of what the future looks like because yes really bad sci-fi always does the silver jumpsuit and flying cars and call the day but how do you do the future of the future you know right. what i mean and, and right. humanity there so yeah it, and it's um it's interesting too because star trek has resisted in the past and and that's not true of uh discovery but Generally, in the past, Star Trek has resisted showing us the things that happen outside of the Federation. If you think about the Pirates of Orion and how infrequently they showed up in the first two series. Yeah. You know, and, and now it's much more like, oh, yeah, or Orions are just a thing, just like Andorians are. They exist. They're part of the universe. They're everywhere. In their own way um you know that's good so i like this i like where we are in terms of the federation being a faded thing okay but why so well, um, well because, why, what about it yeah. because what they've done in the past with the federation is said it's just one it's just still it doesn't change that much picard okay. shakes that up a little bit discovery has shaken that up um you know, one thing you can say about Voyager is they tried to show you how uh, you can be the Federation's, you know, people. You can represent it in, in your small community, even though you're not part of the larger, gigantic body. Now, on Discovery, we're just seeing a universe that outgrew Federation. And, of course, there's a reason why the Federation's right. not around, which well, is the burn. 
Let's talk about it. The burn. And dilithium, man. Uh, well, again, I, this is all new to me. So, like, it just, it just seemed like there was this power source in, in yep. dilithium. And, and yep. apparently it's very it, traditional. It, very, very old, old school. Old uh, science. <laughs> yeah. And it now, because of the burn and the fallout, I guess, will ripple throughout this entire world and series, uh, it's almost become currency. It's become currency for people to, to even to, to score more, to get more. You need it to power your ships. Like, like what's that mean now? Like, wh what is the, the, the motivating factor when the big bad boogeyman of the Federation isn't there? Uh, you know, it's interesting because now we are in that thing that I was complaining about with Voyager, which is now we're all poor. You know, it's Waterworld, baby. It's Waterworld. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! See, I was headed towards um, I was headed towards gasoline in the Mad Max universe. Oh, okay, yeah, that works. But you got me. No, you got me there with Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. Even better. Even Fair better. <laughs> and and hey. Um, yeah, there's a sort of lawlessness. There's a sort of, um, you know, the strong survive kind of the things that the Federation was always intended to, to dismantle, yeah. um, these, these sort of bullyocracies that are going to run how things are done. But I'm given so much hope at the end of the episode that there are little pockets of Federation and, it, and now I can tie it back to Mandalorian. Okay. No, it's a, it's a creed, it's a belief system. Oh, you know. So yeah, the the Federation. I can't. If you want to be in the Federation, I can't get you a ship. I can't get you uniforms. I can't provide any of these things. But no. if you want to be Federation, there's Michael Burnham at the very end going, "I'll commission you." Yeah, and just like um, Ash ends up being the one section 31 guy left, right? right. Well, there's, there's the, the Terran captain as well, Sure. but uh, you know, pretty much he's, he's all that's left now, right now, she's all that's left of the Federation, except for these little pockets of people who carry on a tradition. Yes. Passed down. This again, I have to draw parallels here because I am a, a giant green lantern mark. This reminds me of like Emerald uh, twilight when, when, uh, how Jordan went evil and then leveled Coast um, they tried to rebuild Coast City in his image and he went, went crazy and the core was decimated. And for a lot of people, myself included, my first introduction to the Green Lantern mythos was Kyle Rayner. He was a yeah. sole Green Lantern because everything was so not only was he an, a lowly artist, an early Earthman artist, he had to like instill the values of this entire philosophy. But he had been so removed of what happened, he doesn't know what that philosophy is. So right. here is Michael Burnham, who was really mistreated by the system. I mean, yeah, she got charged for, for insurrection, yeah. but they went kind of hard on her. You know what I'm saying? But oh, now, she's paid, paid some dues. Yeah, she paid some dues. But now, if, if of course, things might be revealed later on, but now all that you know was gone, and you rose a flag, and you're the sole speaker of this language that no longer exists. I mean, do you try to do you be evil and try to make it in your image? You try to go back to the ideals? Like, I don't know, man. The possibilities are endless there. Yeah, and what's uh, look? I don't know, uh, man. We're getting so many great comments. Uh, I don't know how many people are feeling about this uh, the way I was feeling, uh, and. I thought I was the only person who thought this. I'm in a couple of Star Trek groups on uh, Facebook and actually Thank no. You the invite. <laughs> oh dude, I don't know if you want to be in Star Trek shit posting. I don't know if you want to be part of that. 
I'm pretty much going to leave that. It'd be nice to be yeah. invited. <laughs> I'll, I'll work it out for you. You, you can make your, make up your own mind if you want to be in that federation. But here's the thing. Do you remember Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda? Yeah. People complain about this being Andromeda. For sure. I mean, the relationship I'll is I'll do you one better. I didn't cut you off. Anything I can cut you off. I'll do you one better. No. I didn't watch Star Trek, but as a kid, when it came to Gene Roddenberry, Andromeda and Earth Final Conflict were the only shows I knew Gene Roddenberry ever created. But as you were saying. As you were saying. I mean, you know, honestly, it's not a terrible place to start because he liked to use the same kind of building blocks and he liked to scramble things around. So, you know, he came up with this idea. It's kind of funny that for the third season, they decide, well, A, they want to get out of continuity. And I totally understand that. I think we can all like go, okay, you were right to do that. Right. Uh, make your own continuity, make your own canon. But to get to the, there was a, you know, there were a bunch of space knights and they made everything really great. And then a terrible thing happens. And one of them, you know, is woken up on his ship and now none of them exist anywhere. And he has to bring back this chivalry in space. And, you know, it's, I, I was going like, oh, no, it feels like it. It feels like it until the last 10 minutes. Go on. And then I went, oh, this doesn't feel like Andromeda at all. This feels... Emotional. What was the moment that made you go, this is a zone deal? It's when she meets Dr. Oh, no, it's Mr., right? Mr. Sully. Yeah, yeah Mr. Sahi. Yep. Yeah, I mean, when she meets him and he explains his story and that he has stuck with it. It's not Andromeda because in, in Andromeda, everyone's bad. And the whole idea of being good is like, well, why would you do that? I mean, it's a fair philosophy, if you're being honest. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's What's 2020. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're kind of drowning in that right now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for her to meet someone who is a keeper of the flame, that's really sweet. Yeah. That's really important. And for her to be able to give to him, like, oh, well, I represent the Federation. And I tell you what, you're a good guy. Good for you. Yeah. Now, now, granted, I was like, wow, that trust came really fast. True. Now, I, the reason why I, I pressed you on that, because I had a very similar vibes. I enjoy the entire episode, and I love the caper, uh, or the heist, I guess, the reverse heist. I don't know what you describe that on a structural level. Yeah. But like you, cool. uh, I realized the story was bigger than itself in that same scene. And it was quite the moment where uh, Burnham looked at Book, and he's like, that's the guy I'm telling you about. And she goes right. over and like rattles off her serial number, and it's like, Oh, this is real. This is like, like I'm teaching you my life. Someone understands me. I'm not just this nut job. Um, because Burnham has been had this delayed gratification of telling right. people who she was all hour. Right. It was like, oh, yeah. finally, someone gets the entire thing. And it was just, it, it gave me the goosebumps, man, which is really weird because she was saying numbers, right? But it was like, oh, wow, you know? Dude, She's I'm home. sitting there and my big, fat, well-fed face is just drowning under these tears, just coming down my face. Because I believe, I believe in the Federation. I believe in the mission. I believe in unity. These are all things that are so real. And, and I, you know, that's why we're Star Trek fans, because that stuff means something to us. Yeah. Crying like a baby, dude. I mean, I never got to the like, <laughs> I never, yeah. but it was just like, you cut it out. Why are you doing this? 
it, it's it's funny it's because uh, again, I, I the, the stuff I hear is saying the first shows are so negative, but that moment of having the flag flown, even though yeah. I, my, I didn't, even, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a Federation flag out of a lineup until today. Now I can. Uh, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like this is like starting a brand new nation. You know, like yes. it's it's it's, a, yeah. it's like you're a missionary, but you were displaced. You're like Captain America, but you're not. Uh, right. All of it was just, right. it just hit home for me. I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, what if what if you were a person who, and I know Flobo, Ashley, I know you, and I know you are a person who believes in doing the right thing and chivalry and kindness and you know and strength, uh, strength protects weak. You know, like you believe in these things, and and a lot of that is because you believe in superheroes, you believe in power, doing the right thing, and and here we are, we're we're setting up for that. If you yeah. believed in all those things and then Sir Lancelot like came alive and was like right in front of you and he was like, yeah. you know what? I want you to be one of the knights of the round table. You would cry like a baby. Oh man, that'd be a dope movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Blue Beetle on Black Knight 2. <laughs> oh, <go. laughs> oh, we can make it. We can make that because yeah, there's a franchise and I don't think Burton Lawrence wants to do it again. That could happen. I'll take it. Netflix original. No, I, I think I think you're right. There is a lot of sauce to taking superheroes, and and I don't want to get too far in and on that track. But we look at what people find inspiration from, and and you look at Superman, which is one of the most boring or overlooked superheroes. But he was always just about fairness and justice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when when, yeah. when Lois fell out of a window, it was never like, "What caused her to do that? She should know better." I'm going to do my article. No, it was like, let me save her first and figure out why later. And I think we lose a lot of that uh, in, in our media now. We think Superman's boring. Our heroes now are edgy and, and, and all that stuff. But to watch almost like a rose grow from concrete in that yes. room there, it was like, yes. no one can tell me that there's no optimism in Star Trek Discovery because that was it in spades, man. That really I, was moving through me. So much. It's the yeah. blood running through the veins. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Book is really a nice guy now, and that turned around a little fast, but it makes sense. I believe yeah, it. Yeah, that scoundrel, that rapscallion. Before I actually get more of the Book, it's a quick question. Did, does it bother you, or did you mind the Andorians and Orion working together? Or was it kind of like a, it's the future? Uh, you know some I've always loved that stuff. I've always loved, um, like, I will probably, I will probably always feel this way. The last half of DS9 was my favorite Star Trek. Because, I haven't got there yet. Oh, it's so great. The Ronald D. Moore years. I just oh, finished the, the, so right, the right episode uh, when, the, when the Cisco goes back and it prevents the riot in the sanctuary. That's where oh, I'm at. That, very important. Very important to see that episode, too. And, and I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm all over, like, take the pieces we know, scramble them around a little bit and show us something new that way. And so the fact that you've got these two very aggressive kind of negative uh, cultures, we'll say, um, cause you know, that's the other thing with the Star Trek. They're just like, this race is always like that. Like, uh, <laughs> that's racism, bro. You probably should, <laughs> probably should maybe say like culture or something. Yeah. Indians like are a terrible race. Oh, <laughs> All right, let's keep killing. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> the Seinfeld theme played. That's, that's what it looked like. It looked like a kid there together and they're just hanging out, working together. But I was on for the ride. It's a mercenary culture at this point. So, 
you know, the, the cultures that are very good about being mercenary are going to do well. And I'm sure a lot of cultures are just locked in and they're just like, all right, we're not going to go out there anymore. Um, yeah. The Tholians are probably still around, but they're not mixing it up with anybody. Yeah. You know, stuff like, and we'll see, we'll see how this future is situated. I'm a little more excited now than I ever thought I could be. Oh, that's great to hear. About a future. Because I just, I like exploring, you know, and I, we'll do that in Picard, but, you know, exploring kind of the holes in the Federation. That's always interesting to me. Yeah, because the Federation means well, but never turns out that way. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, you know, good intentions are always paving the road to hell. That's that's always happening. Not every good intention, but, you know, um, and I should, I, you know, I always love good excuses to go back and watch old episodes. Um at one point, we find out in like the last season of uh, TNG, Next Generation, we find out that warp travel actually hurts space. It creates mm. damage to space. So to come up with the burn, that's kind of canon. You know, the, the, the use of and misuse of resources is a theme in Star Trek. So we're still very much in Star Trek kind of rule. And I love that. I dig that. I just want to give a shout out to Jake Giles. Just two things. First up, he says, it makes sense that the Orion are working together with the Andoria because they're not too far from each other. And oh, he also agrees with you, which you're a theory on the burn. Or you think that's kind of like a misuse of resources where space is like, ah, oh, we're environment too. Well, yeah. I mean, look, environment is a big thing. And that's actually one of the great things about Book. Book is a, a, a guy of nature. He connects right. nature with what we call humanity, uh, you know, which is just like binary beings who, you know, two-legged, uh, you know, what am I looking for? Uh, you know, it's like humanoids. Hum okay, you okay. know, one of the things that's so funny about like Rick and Morty is you find out anything can be a life form. And that's true. Anything could be a life form. Yeah. Um, you know, not everything is just, hey, we're just people with things on our foreheads. Right. Which for, a second for many there, years. For a second there, I thought that's what, what Burnham saw. It was like that 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 bug that ate that flower. And I was like, Duro, don't get that excited. He's <laughs> <was> like, Life Lord! <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that's around, lady. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so I'm funny you kidding. bring that up. Yeah, no, because uh, in, uh, have you watched Picard yet? Yes, I watched Picard, yeah. So uh, the blue butterflies that are on the, on Dr. Sung's planet there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of made me think of that. It was like, cause they're so, they're so beautiful and, and he created them, but you know, we see this blue insect and the, oh. yeah, it's like dog. Welcome dog to world. the future. <laughs> right. Exactly. All that optimism exit left. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so this kind of like, we still the sanctuary of, of a book and it looks like it's going to be a temporary home base, if not like unhome base, but until Burnham gets contact with the ship, which spoiler right. alert, the end credits show you you do, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's that look like for you week to week, man? Are, are, is book going to be somebody? I guess it's going to predictions now. Is book going to be somebody that's going to hang around with your adventures? Are they going to go their own way? Is it another ass situation where they're going to be together, but it turns out they're evil and they're star-crossed lovers? What do you think? You know, I gotta go with that because that is that's how you do series TV. You, you set up a relationship and almost every relationship on series TV is going to end. Sometimes they start up again later, but yeah. I mean, look how many times uh, Riker 
and Deanna Troy, they were together, they weren't together. They might be, they weren't. They started turning young on uh, yeah. you know, on this planet. Yeah. And they get together, and then they're married, and they've got their second kid. And, you know, it, it's interesting. And no, no relationship stays in one place in the Star Trek universe. So I don't know how long books around. Definitely yeah. season three. Okay. I don't think we'll lose him. I don't think we'll lose him before the season finale. Okay, yeah, for sure. And just I guess another prediction I have for you. And if you have more, let me know. Uh, yeah. When do you think? At what point do do those Burnham meet with the crew? You think in uh, the beginning of episode two? You think at the end of episode two, episode three? Where do you have? Where, where, where do you think that? Let me ask you how you think about these things, Flobo. Do you think because you're a writer? How do you think? Do you think? Do you think in terms of writing? like storytelling, mm -hmm. um, because unfortunately I think of that a lot. Uh, here's oh, an example. Oh, you mean like, you mean in general? Well, yeah, like, um, well, look, the third act is going to have to have, you know, this conflict oh, and this oh, thing. God, and this, gotcha, I gotcha. mean, that's how a writer thinks, you know? No, I I, I try not to because this is going to, and again, if I'm being a nerd, for those of you who don't know, I have a film degree, so I have all the formats in my brain. Uh, most television shows have a four-act structure, right? And so yeah. if you notice in a cop show when the story is pretty much on fumes, but they don't want to arrest the guy yet, it's a chase scene in third act. That's usually why it's there. Um, no, I don't think of it that way because because this medium is always changing. Like you can write a teleplay and it could be, oh, it's Netflix no commercials. And it's a little different True. than being, we need act, act, hard act breaks or it's going to be no commercials in America, hard act breaks in Europe. Yeah. Right, uh, right. No, I like to think of it as, as character first character first and then put the character in the situation i'm that way with professional wrestling like yeah. for example on wednesday night wrestling for those who watch there's nxt and it's AEW. i like nxt's characters more so i prefer nxt but i think AEW has better storylines that's also yeah. important um, yeah. so when it comes to this uh, i think character first i like michael burnham being out of her element her grappling with both sides of the vulcan thing i want to see more of that but the show is not called michael michael burnham going through stuff it's called social discovery. That ship has to show up at some point. When do you think it's going to happen? <laughs> uh, honestly, I think we're um, one, maybe. Okay. Either at the end of season three, episode two, or at the end of the third episode. Um, okay. It, it, you know, the way they like to reveal things. This is just me observing their writers and what their, you know, showrunners tend to like. I think we're really close, really close. We're probably going to do a little more excavating, a little more discovering some things that are left over. Ah, from... he said it. <laughs> What's that? That's word. That that's cool. I, yeah, that's I'm, a I'm discovery, did it? Yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. I, I know it depends. If it was like a 22 episode show, you can stretch it out forever. But you only have 13 right. here. A little longer than right. Picard, but. You don't want to like to, to to stretch it out too much, and see now that's something I hadn't looked at. We only have thirteen in this in this season. Interesting, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. And do you think that was because of COVID? Which I hate. I to think. think, I think so. Well, I think the first two seasons were like what fifteen and thirteen, or fifteen and fourteen and thirteen. So like it's it's par for the course. Maybe an episode didn't get it. We don't know if the last episode is going to be like heavily cut or a flashback. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like remember that time in TNG where like like Riker was out for an episode where it was all flashback and clips. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if it's going to be like a re like an episode like that just to fill out the season. <laughs> uh, it was a weird one too, by the way. Right. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> you know what they could do is they could always go to they could do the trial. <laughs> like they right, did right, with right. Captain Pike. 
They did that in, in Lower Decks, too. You're like, what? Why are they doing this? <laughs> yeah, they did the whole trial episode. It was like, oh, it's a Star Trek thing. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it reminds me of the cartoon of, um, uh, oh, my God, Clerks. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I did a review for that. That show was amazing. And when Randall was on trial and he was like, I know how it is with your welfare checks and all the jurors were black so they were all upset. It was, My clients it was like time. you. He likes orange soda. <laughs> it's a weird time. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, so, 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 so Book, Book is, a, is an animal guy. I got I to gotta put over this maybe the breakout character. This might be the child of Discovery. Grudge the cat. Oh, yeah. On oh, furry yeah. friends in the future. I, I love the little clip where they show Tilly Picking up this again, I think, I think Maine Coon cat. I think so big this cat, and uh, she's like, "I'm not a cat person." And the cat starts walking on her back, which is real. Like cats do that. I would know. I'm allergic to them. Are you really? Oh, yeah, you're missing I'm out, man. I'm afraid of dogs and allergic to cats. That's oh, you're so missing out. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I got to derail the show for this. Are, are I don't there? Have a soul. That's cool. Are, are there living things that you like? Uh, um, I, I was thinking of turtles, but I don't own one. Turtles are cool. Uh, I, I like I like lizards. They're fun. You know what I mean? Like, but that's because you know my parents are West Indian, so we see them hanging out, chilling out, eating flies and mosquitoes. So they did. Oh, they went to work for you. you know that's funny. Uh, but dogs freak me out. Uh, like, I guess I'm an alien here. This is where I come out and say I'm actually uh, some sort of like alien race there. But like, who was the first person? Like, hey, you see that wild beast? Bring it inside. And we give it food? No, no, we give it bits of food and round shaped pebbles. It's like I don't understand. I don't. It's so natural. It's so look. I you know me. I live on a farm. You know, I got this farm out here. Uh, You you use these animals to catch the the pests to keep them out of your food and keep them out of your storage. And so cats eat mice and dogs chase away everything. And if you've got a husky like I do, they literally kill anything. They are the Klingon of dogs. Oh, hell to Kufma. That's awesome. I, I just couldn't do it. Like that'd be my fear factor. It's like, oh Flobo, you ate 85 million bugs. Can you hold this puppy? Uh, I'm out. You know, so that we got some bearded dragons. I'm I nobody's more surprised than me. Uh, one of these guys wandered out uh from outside into my office one day. Um, if I ever catch another one, he's yours. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll get a cage for it. Uh, so we're one episode in of, of Star Trek yeah. Discovery. If you have, do you rate shows? Do you stars ratings? Just like, you know, what's your your take on it? Even though we said overall thoughts, you'd like you enjoyed it more, but like on a hard rating. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, okay, so uh, do you want to do the uh, Bret Hart? Uh, <laughs> Nine stars. And Hart, uh, yeah, out of ten stars, <laughs> where you know he gives everybody four out of ten because he's such a hater. <laughs> yeah, Bret Hart is pretty salty in his old age. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, yeah, you know, I gotta say, um, this one is still a this this one is getting an A minus from me. Okay, we're doing letters. Okay, let's do letters. Let's switch over to okay. letters because I, I gotta say, as art goes. This was this was a story that I would not have liked if it was different characters in a different sure. kind of setup. Sure. And so uh, I'm seeing those like Pirates of the Caribbean kind of relationship things, and I'm still going, yeah, but it's still better. Yeah. Absolutely. How are you feeling? 
I, I guess I'll give it a, a classic um, because there's something almost in, uh, very tempting to give us the movie episode. Something yeah. very tempting to give us a, like the, the dog fight in space and war. The first he had a bunch of butts about that, but it ultimately was Fern Gully, which you may laugh and scoff at, but that gives a chance for us to waste some time to learn how burn the debt in the thing. So very right. master stroke way to give us a smaller adventure, almost like Avatar. Right? Everyone says Avatar wasn't great, but if I'm paying a billion dollars for a movie, I'm not going to try something crazy. I'm going to try you something very basic so you show up. So yeah. uh, I give it an A. I mean it. We can't do that again next week. I think next week will have you something different, the, the, yeah. the flavor of the future. But it hit all the marks for me, for sure. Yeah, I think we're going to get more of a mixture now uh, of inside and outside. You know, so you got. Uh, oh, come on now, cats are great too. They're it's not mutually exclusive. They're not. You know, okay. I was about to say they're not two sides of the same coin. No, they totally are. But I, you know, like there was so much, and I guess JJ Abrams has done this a lot too. He's like, I'm going to get you on a planet. I'm going to get some aerial photography. You're just going to see the most beautiful vistas. I mean, where, where were they shooting this? Do you think? Couldn't I have, have no Hawaii. idea. You know, yeah. It was way too rocky. I was thinking Oceania somewhere, maybe like New Zealand or Australia. I'll look that up. I don't know for sure, but in, in the show, it was called Ema. And I was like, Ema tourism board be on fire right now because it looked majestic. It looked fantastic, gorgeous, and they uh, really made a lot of use of it. Yeah, yeah, I respected and, that. And shout out to Molly the Transform. She got a little bit of a, a time to shine there. Uh, well, it's about time to get out of here, John Weber. I mean, that's yeah, it. Man. Our first, our first voyage in the USS Post Show. Uh, any kind of final words or final thoughts for fans out there? Are millions I, of fans out there? I, I'll tell you what. Um, I uh, Visit me on tw uh, Twitter. I wasn't able to put it up anything today, but this job, and thank you so much for uh, hiring me uh, for your ship. Uh, You're not getting paid. <laughs> I'm, an old, I'm an old salt. Not a lot of captains would take a chance on me. <laughs> I love that. We'll get back next week. <laughs> uh, my Romulan ale. But, uh, but yeah, um, I'm, I want to uh, kind of explore the fact that uh, in order to have this, you obviously have CBS All Access. And there is some strange stuff on that channel. So I'm going to be putting up a video tomorrow of my recommendation for other things you can watch on CBS All Access. And it's going to be on your Twitter? It's going to be on my Twitter. You'll find All it right. through my Twitter. It'll be on my, uh, you can find me on Facebook too, uh, though I don't know if I'll friend you if you're mean to my mom. <laughs> so do I just unfollow myself then? I don't know. <laughs> uh, for, for the other captain, John Weber, it's your boy Flobo. I'm available all over social media at Flobo Boys. This is Commander's Log brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Follow Geek Renaissance on Instagram. Get yourself something cool for the holidays or for your loved one or for yourself. If that, that kind of swag. We'll be back here next week talking Star Trek Discovery. My heart is in space in the future. Hopefully Michael Burnham gets a dope fashion upgrade because those future coats is not my thing, boo-boo. No. Until next no. time, uh, follow me on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv. Oh. We're out. Live long and prosper, y'all. Live long and prosper.